The Help Show is a podcast dedicated to connecting individuals to mental health resources in the community. The Help Show is more than a podcast. It is a movement focused on change. Our objectives are to change the perception and stigma associated with mental health, encourage those with mental health disease to get help, foster access to mental health resources, and remove barriers to mental health resources, including those encountered in undeserved communities. We remain committed to supporting the mental health needs of the community during the COVID-19 pandemic. the world has changed dramatically in a short period of time. The Help Show is here to help and navigate through the changes and address your mental health needs. Seek help when needed. If distress impacts your daily life for several days or weeks, talk to a clergy member, counselor, or doctor, or contact SAMHSA Helpline at 1-800-985-5990. The crisis worker will work to ensure that you feel safe and help identify options and information about mental health services in your area. Your call is confidential and free. This podcast is sponsored by Good Coworking. Good Coworking is the first solar-powered co-working community in the world focused on cultivating profitable businesses that do right by the people plus the planet, all while keeping you safe in a beautiful plant-filled wellness center space. Get an address for your business, which comes with two daytime co-working days per month to get your meetings done, all for the quarterly cost of $150. Good Work have many membership options, from frequent flyer to office rental, so let good co-working help you find just the right space to help you balance your life and work. Located in Dallas, Texas, just south of Deep Ellum. Check out goodcoworking.co and tell them the Help Show sent you. July is Disability Pride Month, and now more than ever, it is crucial to reflect the diversity of human experience and honor everyone's differences. People with disabilities exist in all spaces of life, and sports is no exception. Legendary disabled athlete, like four-time Super Bowl champion Rocky Blair, a decorated Paralympian, Trisha Zorn, shows that sports can be an exclusive space where everyone can reach their full potential. However, systematic ableism and discriminatory attitudes in society and its sports can hinder, not help a disabled athlete, mental health and self-worth. For this Disability Pride Month, the Help Show is focusing on disabled athletes, ableism, and the role that sports can play in their mental health. Today's special guest for part one is Morris Mobrissette. Mo has a bachelor's degree in exercise, science, and kinesiology. His deep understanding and knowledge of the human body enables him to build himself and his clients into whatever athlete they choose to be. Mo has been in the health and fitness industry for over 25 years and is a director of mindset at the Adaptive Training Foundation, a Dallas-based nonprofit that leads disabled military veterans and civilians through a nine-week mental and physical training program called Redefine. Through the unique program, Mo hosts these adaptive athletes overcome physical and emotional and mental pain, fear and self-doubt to go after their goals with a greater sense of self-awareness and self-confidence. One of Mo's mantras is the only thing that will limit your success is your mind. Your body will be ready for the challenge. You can find him at Adaptive Training Foundation. And if you want to know a little bit more about Mo, you can go to hunt-prosper.com and check him out.
Did you know, according to the CDC, one in four of Americans have disabilities? Also, did you know, according to the 2019 U.S. Census Bureau, 6.9% of disabled Americans reported having a disability that impacted their mobility. Also, did you know, according to the 2018 neurological study, veterans who were previously exposed to IEDs and had a traumatic brain injury were at increased risk for negative cognitive and behavioral changes. Today, I am beyond honored and very grateful, thankful that Mo Brissett is here to share his knowledge with us. So I wanna um, get this interview started. Um, first question, um, when did you get involved in adaptive training? I got involved with Adaptive Training Foundation in 2015. I was at the time a full-time triathlon coach, coaching people online for the sport of triathlon, and had met my now great friend David Vavor, the founder of ATF, on a radio show. And uh, he actually had a guy come through the program who was an army gunner that, and it was a funny story because he said, hey, he called me and said, all right, I've got this guy, he's an army gunner, he got blown up with an IED, he's blind, he's deaf, and he's missing a hand and he wants to do an Ironman. Can you help? And I was okay. like, yes. Okay. <laughs> so I hadn't seen this guy. So I show up not expecting what to see. And when I tell you that, you already create a mental picture of what this man might look like. Right. Well, he was not at all what I thought. He was 5'11", shredded, and just a specimen of a human. And I was like, all right, let's go. Okay. So I started, his name's Carlos Colon. And uh, he, uh, I started working with him and getting ready for his first Ironman and really just started volunteering with the foundation and was immersed in it. And once I walked into the building, it's like the, the energy that's in there is palpable when you see these individuals doing you know, seemingly impossible things. Right. And I just wanted to help, I wanted to be part of it. So okay. I started to volunteer and then about probably a little less than a year later was, was brought on as staff and was brought on as one of the training directors. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so as a mindset coach, what are some techniques that adaptive individuals use to overcome limited beliefs? A lot of what we teach them is self-talk. Okay. So, you know, especially when you are, whether or not you're a, a military veteran or a civilian, when you've, when you've experienced an, 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 an incident where it's a traumatic event, and notice I did not say suffered right. a disability. Right. So there's a difference, and it's the language that we use. So, um, but whenever an individual comes, in it's about what they say to themselves. You know, we like to be our own worst critics. Yeah. Well, we change that around and say, how about you be your best self-advocate? Mm. Instead of focusing on what you can't do and what doctors or experts said, hey, this will never happen. You'll never walk again. You'll never regain this. You'll never, and all the nevers and can'ts, yeah. let's focus on what you can do. Right. That's step one. Right. So let's focus on that and then also understand that fear is part of the process. You're going to be afraid. You're going to have stress. You're going to have, an, have anxiety. It's not absent of those things, of those emotions. It's in the midst of and how you respond to those emotions. Right. So it's if, again, say I've got, like Carlos, the guy I just shared with you. Okay. If he said, well, you know, I, I don't have really a left hand okay. and I can't hear, really can't see. I don't know if I could do an Ironman. Mm. Why not? Let's focus on what you can do. Let's develop the, diff the skills, the mobility, the strength, the core strength, and the balance to get you to the other side of the pool for the swim part. Mm. And then let's work on these other elements of it as well. So it's about taking it one step at a time. 
and you know, looking at the big goal and then going, okay, what's step one? How do I get here? And then once I've accomplished that, how do I get here? Okay. And that's really what we do. And we use, we use breath as the anchor. So a lot of what I teach is breath work, meditation, mindset. So helping people understand, especially the adaptive athletes, that first thing we do when we are approached or we're presented with something that's fearful, stressful, or uncertain, we breathe. Okay. We breathe through the diaphragm. We breathe in through the stomach. Okay. We take a long exhale and we do that a few times. Okay. And when we do that, that changes the brain chemistry. It changes the frequency of the brain. It puts us into a calmer state of being. Okay. Then we can process what's possible. Okay. So it's, it's a lot that goes into it, but it's, it's, it's quite a fun process. And once the individual understands that and they really start to lean into it, mm -hmm. that's where they start to surpass what they thought they couldn't do. You know, I really like when you say, when they come in, it's all about what you say. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's kind of like, instead, instead of you saying, I can't, you can. So let's focus on what you can. Yeah. And then when you're saying with the breathing process, I think that's, that goes all into one step. So you say what you can do, mm -hmm. let's take a breath on what you can do. Now let's push out what you can do. Yeah, Kinda exactly. like that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Look, yep. Hey, y'all gotta watch it. <laughs> okay. So with mobility being one of the biggest issues with disabilities, mm -hmm. um, how do you assist your clients in becoming more active? For example, how would you help a client with mobility, nerve pain, and aches, and et cetera? Yeah, so the way our foundation works is we run a nine-week course. Okay. And it's, it's three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and they, they come in, they work with me on Mindset for 20 minutes. They go into, they do about 90 minutes of movement, okay. and then they come back with me for another 20 to 30 minutes of Mindset. And you know, with, with decreased mobility, okay. it usually comes from really complacency because... Hmm. Again, a lot of times, once they've experienced that injury, they're, they're flooded with information from doctors of, hey, this is your new normal, this is your new life, you're not going to be able to do this, that thing, or the other. So they stop trying. Mm. You know, we've had, we had a, uh, an athlete who came through our program, and by the way, when we say athlete, we're using the term from Bill Bowerman, the co-founder of Nike, of if you have a body and you're moving, you're an athlete. Like so that. a lot of our, a lot of the, the individuals that come through our program, okay. they're not necessarily athletes, okay. but we get them to try to experience and get into different things in, in sports if they choose to. Okay. But we had an individual that came through, he was uh, an army veteran and he was paralyzed and the doctors had told him, don't get out of your chair, get out of your chair as little as possible because if you do, huh. you're likely to injure yourself, you're likely to get sores, all these things. Okay. So he hadn't been out of his chair in a couple years. Oh, wow. Day one, we had him out of his chair for two hours. And he was terrified, huh. but we had to do that. We had to get him into that uncomfortable space uh -huh. to show him what was possible. Hmm. Fast forward seven weeks. And, and when we got him out of the chair, he could barely, he, he could, he had no core strength or stability. Okay. So his mobility, his ability to get himself around was, was non-existent. Huh. And what we tell people is like, okay, cool. We understand that you may have a lack of being mobile because you're in a wheelchair. Right. But what happens if you're at home and you're laying in bed and your house catches on fire and you're by yourself. What happens if there's an emergency? If you fall out of your chair, yeah. can you get your body out from the floor to that chair? Right. The answer is no, we've got a big problem. We've got to fix that. So we, yeah, so we make sure that they can do that. So fast forward seven weeks and this man is now, I know if you've ever seen those, the fitness balls, the BOSU ball, where it's flat on one side, then the other side oh, looks yeah. like, a, oh, like, yeah. a, like yeah. a fitness, like a ball. Yeah. He's now sitting on top of that ball, balancing himself, doing battle ropes. Get out of here. Yeah. 
Wow. So that's where, that's where you can go. So, but it comes from here. It comes from the belief that you can do it mm -hmm. and then surrounding yourself with the right type of enablers. So you have to surround yourself with people who are like, hell no, yeah. you can do this. And let me show you why. Absolutely. Like this person did it, this person did it, this person did it. Absolutely. Why can't you? Absolutely. And one of the, the things that we teach is we would rather you try every day for the next 10 years and give it your best. And not try it all. And not try it all. Because at mm -hmm. 10 years in one day, you can say, you know what? I gave it everything. Yeah. And where I, where I am, I know I tried. Versus going, the, the mobility, the lack of mobility is just that it's the complacency hmm. and it's the stories that we tell ourselves. Hmm. I can't do this. Why try? Absolutely. Why not? Hmm. You know, one of the, the, the great stories that, that David, my great friend and founder, tells is one of his first civilians, her name is Vanessa Cantu, came through the program. She had been injured in a car accident when she was 13. Um, she was, this was 15 years later, she came through this program. Okay. And she had a two-year-old daughter at the time. So she hadn't tried to walk in 15 years. Oh, wow. And she was trying and failing, trying and failing. Mm -hmm. And her daughter, Izzy, was about two years old at the time. And mm -hmm. she was learning to walk. Mm -hmm. And Vanessa was getting frustrated. She didn't want to do it. And they saw, David saw Izzy fall over and stand back up. And he looked at Vanessa and he goes, hey, if she can keep going, why can't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The more you explain the program, it's like you guys are like in ladies or a physical therapist, occupational therapist. It's, it, it's it almost, it's, I know, but it's, it almost sounds like that because what happens is that you have a doctor that trains your mind to say what you can't do. Right. Where, and you, where you need, and I'm not saying that the doctors are not. Correct, yeah, they're doing the best they can with the, the what they, they know. Can. Yeah. But if you, like you said, if you put yourself around a lot of disablers, you're, you're not going to grow. Mm -hmm. um, you're not going to be able to push to that second level or even that half of a level yeah. to, to be mobile. Right. And so that's what like physical therapists and occupational therapists, that's what they kind of do. So you, you guys are not, but you kind of are. So, you know, I, I'm going to give my, my hat you know, bow my hat off to you guys because you're doing an amazing job with the story mm -hmm. you just told me. Thank you. So you, the director of the Mindset at the Dr. Training Foundation, which has a tr which has a training program for disabled veterans and civilians called the Redefine program. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit more about that and what um, do you do as a mindset coach? Yeah. So, yeah, so the Redefine program is what I was talking about earlier. It's that nine-week cycle okay. that we take them through. Um, the way we train them, again, we do, we do a lot of mindset work. We do mindset on, okay, what are the fears that you're experiencing inside the gym walls with, okay. with elevating yourself to that next level? Okay. And then we help them understand that, step into those fears. And also if they have goals, we help them with those goals, obviously. Okay. Um, and then after that, we help them, what's going, what's going on with you outside of the walls of this gym? Yeah. And that's actually why we created the mindset side of the program because we had, we had an incident with a, one of our veterans almost taking his life and we came together and said, we're doing a great job in the, in the gym walls, yeah, but, but when you about? step out of those walls yeah. and life hits you in the face, what do you do? How do you respond? Absolutely. So a lot of what we teach them is, hey, let's empower you to yeah. have a program that you can do on your own at anywhere, okay. at any time, okay. and also let's equip you with the mindset to handle the stressors and the fears of life. Absolutely. How do you communicate with your spouse? How do you communicate with your family? How do you communicate again with yourself, yeah. most importantly? And then um, once we're done with that nine-week program, we take them on a really cool trip. So like this past group, we just went to Sun Valley, Idaho, 
and did uh, adaptive mountain biking, we did archery, we did whitewater rafting, mm -hmm. just to help them see their newfound wow. abilities and show them, again, what is possible when you're around the right type of folks. Oh, wow. So they're equipped once they leave the program, because that's what a lot of people ask, is, well, what happens after the nine weeks? Absolutely. Well, during the nine weeks, we're getting them ready for after the nine weeks. Absolutely. And if anyone is in the Dallas area, because we're located only in Carrollton, mm -hmm. um, they can come to our gym Monday through Friday, one to three. Okay. Forever. Okay. So that's what we, that's what we do with, during the program and then after the program. I like that. Mm -hmm. Are you guys open right now? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, we're in between classes. We have we do one class per quarter. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so that's like four years. Yeah. Okay. So, what is your worst experience in your life? Hmm. And what did you learn from it, and how did it change you? Because you're what I'm what I'm hearing is that you give out so much, Mo. You're giving mm -hmm. so much. So, what has happened to you, or what has been your worst experience for you to say, you know what? I can help other people. Yeah. Okay. Let's yeah. not let's not stop here. You know, it's a great question, and what I I like to reframe it because okay. every experience that I've had, that's the worst experience. I've had many. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but they've all but they've all happened for me because right. when you can get outside of yourself and you can look at that experience as a lesson, because literally it's like with the, with our athletes. I tell them, and sometimes they're not ready to hear it, this didn't happen to you, this happened for you. And mm. now what, you're, what, what you were made to be here for yeah. is about to be shown to you because of this, mm. not in spite of. Mm. So with me, I mean, if I, if I had to narrow it down to, <laughs> to one that helped me get to where I am, okay. um, it, was, it was probably, I think it was 2004, I was, it was here in Dallas, and I got, I got jumped coming out of a, a bar with some friends, I was in my truck, okay. and, uh, you know, I was young in my 20s at a bar in Dallas, so we were drinking a lot, yeah. okay. and uh, I don't remember it. I don't remember it partly because we had been drinking a lot and also right. because I was concussed. This left side of my face was shattered, so my nose was all wow. reconstructed. I was crushed, everything. Um, had a fun little surgery. I've got your know, titanium plate and screws here still. Oh, and, uh, but because of that, huh. some people that I was working with introduced me to a neurological chiropractor huh. that helped me heal, that taught me about holistic nutrition, that mm. talked to me about mindset, that talked to me and taught me about training people through a neurological standpoint mm. and neural pathways. That really helped me get into the mindset side of things as well. So, and it wasn't until literally, I think it was 2017, I was writing something for ATF and I was reflecting back on something and I was reflecting back on that incident. Mm. And I thought about it and I thought, you know what? I was gonna drive home. Huh. I don't remember it. I was in my truck. The valet mm. guy gave me the keys and I was in my vehicle. Now I didn't live far away, right. but what would have happened if I would have driven home? I could have, I could have injured or killed someone. Yeah. I could have injured or killed myself Absolutely. or both. Absolutely, or both. So I, in that moment, I, kind of, I stopped riding. I sat up and I thought, hmm, thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you, mm. two guys who jumped me in my truck. <laughs> You did Literally, me a favor. yeah, yeah I, you did because because of that, that got me to doing that. That led me to doing what I'm doing today. Mm. So see, it didn't happen to me; it happened for oh, me. Absolutely. And whatever, if, if if you're listening to this, whatever happens is happening for you. There's a lesson mm. if you allow it to happen. It doesn't mean it's pleasant. You know, like growth doesn't come through comfort. No, it doesn't. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's emotional, mental. Sometimes it's both and more. 
And when you can go through that and go, you know what? I don't know the answer. I don't know why this has happened to me now, mm. but I know there's a reason. What can I, let me dive into it. Let me just be immersed in this. Absolutely. And then it will happen. Yeah, the best, so, what you learn are like the most successful athletes, they fail. Oh, all the time. Like LeBron James, yeah. he says it all the time. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the, the greatest athletes mm -hmm. ever. And his failures have made him so successful. And I, I think it's important to fail. Yeah. Those are your best lessons yeah. in life. And it, it doesn't, if my father would always say, if it doesn't break you, it'll build you. Mm -hmm. And I think it's so true. And it, it builds you to who you're supposed to be. Yeah, absolutely. Know? Look, yeah. when I was racing triathlon, when I was doing Ironman, mm -hmm. in, order to, in order to win, yeah. you, have to be able, you have to be willing to completely blow up mm. and fail. And I read a great quote from Derek Jeter not too long ago that said, in order to hit the game-winning home run, you have to be willing to strike out at the same batter's box. Mm. So one of two things is going to happen. Choose which one and learn from both. I like that. Choose two and choose from both. I like that. Okay. <laughs> so what are some of your insights about teamwork in your life experience? Because So I'm going back to the bar, and mm -hmm. you don't remember anything. Yeah. And your experience was you were with some friends, right? Yeah. So that means y'all was drunk. Oh, yeah. Okay. Are they still your friends? That's, <laughs> that's number one, okay? Right. Y'all still friends. But going into teamwork, what, what are your insights of teamwork and life experience? Like, wh what do you get out of teamwork? How do you give to teamwork? Mm. How do you experience teamwork? Yeah. So we are social creatures. Okay. We're not meant to do this alone. We're meant to work in a unit. We're, we're meant to work in a tribe. And that's why at ATF, we call uh, ourselves a tribe. Okay. We're not a family, we're not a team. You, family, you can't do anything about. Right? A team is, is just a roster of people, okay. but a tribe is there to support each other like in that. ups and downs. Mm -hmm. So what my weaknesses may be your strengths and vice versa, so we're there to help each other. So with the team aspect of it, it's important to sur I surround myself by people that challenge me, people that are better than me. And, and also people that are going to you know, help me elevate to my next level. Absolutely. And I, I've got a lot of friends, okay. but I've got a very small circle that, that, that's my tribe. Mm. And it doesn't mean that, because a lot of times also as we develop and we elevate to, to the next level of us, yeah. we, there are some people that we need to just not so much let go, mm. but not do life with anymore, as much. You know, I've got some great friends that I love them to death, but I'm not going to do life with them because we're not in the same space. It doesn't mean I don't love them. I don't respect them. I let them do their thing. Yeah. And that's very important because what we don't want to do is become elitist mm. and try to shun people like, well, you don't get this. You don't get me now. Yeah. So, you know, we can't hang out. No, we yeah. can still, I can, we can still be, but just not at that level. So the team is, is critical because once you, when you're alone, you fall to your, victim to your own devices sometimes mm -hmm. regardless of how what what type of work you do what type of mental work you do we have to have people to get vulnerable with and be real and raw with and that's the key that's the hardest thing to do mm -hmm. that is so hard to be vulnerable it is but that's the greatest show of bravery when you mm. can do listen if i can't be vulnerable with you mm. how can i trust you oh say that again please please <laughs> can you say that again mo <laughs> yeah it's true. I mean, if I can't be real and vulnerable with you, how can I trust you and vice versa? I can't. You know, and that's it. Like we need to, we need to get this and this in sync mm. and then everything else happens. 
Um, is this a show or a church? Because I'm feeling all this right now. I almost said hallelujah. <laughs> I'm serious, Mo. Oh, my goodness. So, so with all that you have going on in your tribe, mm -hmm. what does your daily routine look like? What do you do on it? Like, mm. what does Mo do on a regular yeah. routine day? Okay. Um, I'll tell you my morning routine. The okay. day is random. It varies. Uh, but I wake up. I use it. I'll put on coffee. I'll meditate for 15 to 20 minutes okay. based on what I'm feeling that day. Okay. I'll write my journal. Um, I'll do a little bit of movement practice okay. based on, I, I do a lot of training. Okay. Um, so I'll do that. And then I'll usually roll up to ATF around eight o'clock in the morning and either work out or we start the day. And then during the day, depending on what I have going on, I mm. do, uh, I'm either doing some sort of strength training, some sort of movement with a heavy rucksack or running. Um, I recently picked up jujitsu again, so oh. that'll be, that's incorporated in everything. Okay. So I'm always trying to, my daily routine is, the fixed is the morning meditation, okay. breath work and movement, okay. coffee. coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of it varies based on what I have going on. Okay, mm -hmm. I love the fact that you meditate. I meditate too, is there, so, mm -hmm. okay, question. Do you meditate with sound or in silence because you know sometimes mm -hmm. you can cut on like um some type of frequency yeah um meditation music and then yeah. you can meditate that way or you can do complete silence and listen to your surroundings right and tune in from and from that yeah. aspect of things i so usually what, so what do you what do you like to do i like to use i use insight timer okay as a meditation app okay. because they've got various there's so many things you can choose from a lot of I'll do a gratitude meditation most of the time, or I'll do there's a, a, a chakra cleansing one that just helps makes me feel good after mm -hmm. I do that. I'm gonna get that um, after this. Yeah, so that. good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also sometimes I'll put on binaural beats, huh. so you know I'll I'll put myself into if, especially if I've got to be on if I need to write if I need to read if I need to do something uh -huh. I'll put myself into a brainwave state that is that is elevated. Mm -hmm. So. Um, but I'm, I'm very aware of my surroundings. Sometimes I'll close my eyes. There's also a really great meditation that was developed centuries ago by samurai. And it's called the, the for lack of, it's called the warrior's meditation where it's an open eye meditation. Okay. So I might be standing here or sitting and I'm staring at a fixed thing, uh -huh. but then I'm starting to be aware to your point of everything around me. So what can I see right, left, above, below without moving my, myself in my space? Mm. What can I hear? What can I sense? What can I smell? So now, once I do that process, and it takes about 10 minutes, okay. I'm completely aware and present in this moment. Oh. I know everything that's going on around me. So it brings this, this element of awareness. It also helps to pull you out of things, because mm. when, when you start to get that monkey mind, yeah. you, can, you can find, and this is what we do, do with our athletes as well, mm. um, if someone have, has having an issue from a traumatic event, okay. PTS, okay. we say, hey, point to five things in the room. Say what they are. Purple wall, white light, Kleenex box, brown phone, orange cup. What can you feel? I can feel my shorts. I can feel my skin. I can feel this. Uh -huh. And what can you hear? I can hear the lights. I can hear your voice. Then what can you, then you take a big breath. Present. Mm, that's powerful. Y'all better get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is powerful. Yeah. Okay. So how has adaptive tra training given you the opportunity to connect and strengthen um, your ties to the community? Man. It's, it's literally it's changed it's changed everything since i've been part of this organization mm. which is phenomenal because I mean, everything i've learned and studied over the last 25 years all came into need and fruition mm. once i started that program mm. and if that's not divine appointment i don't know what is mm. <laughs> so 
with what I'm able to do now out in the community outside of ATF is all because of my experiences with those individuals. And you're seeing people walk again for the first time in years or months. Mm. You're seeing helping veterans and civilians not eliminate, but better themselves from suicidal ideations, mm. having conversations with people, accepting people who they are, where they are, what they are. Wow. It's, it's, it's literally changed who I am as a human and how I operate in society. So what I can do now in the community outside of ATF is all because of ATF and what I've experienced there. And it's because of the people. I love it. I lo I'm volunteering. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm Yeah. Mo, I'm so serious. Like the things that I've seen the athletes do, civilians do, because I've, you know, I watch their, um, the YouTube and the videos mm -hmm. that are on the, um, on the internet, on their website. And I think it's amazing. Yeah. It's incredible. So. I'm glad that, you know, adaptive training has changed your, your view and the, the way that you just kind of operate and view the world. And, you know, everything that you wish for has came to fruition. Mm -hmm. And that's very important. So what are some of the things that disabled athletes can do to develop or maintain their self-care? Yeah, number one is work on core. Okay. So if you are by yourself, okay. if you're an, a, 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 an adaptive athlete, okay. I'm not going to say disabled. Okay. <laughs> If you're an adaptive individual, start working on your core. What are your weaknesses? What are your weak points? Work on those things. Okay. Um, surround yourself with people that will push you and elevate you, okay. not keep you where you are. And if you need resources, reach out to us. That's okay. what we're here for. Okay. Um, you can reach us again. Our website is adaptivetrainingfoundation.org. You can okay. reach us there. Um, go on, go on, on Facebook, go on Instagram, follow us follow our stories, follow the athletes and see what they're doing for motivation. Because when you think you can't, there are people out there that are doing it. Okay. So you need, it, it, it's a great source of motivation. And actually what we're working on now, we're working on something, it's like a master class, but we're calling it adaptive class. Mm. Cause you started this with saying one in four individuals Absolutely. have some sort of disability. Yep. It's over 10 million Americans that have some sort of disability, Absolutely. amputation, spinal cord injury, neurological diseases like Parkinson's or stroke mm. or Alzheimer's. And so, you know, the adaptive class, we can't reach everyone, but what we can do, what we're doing is working with some of our adaptive athletes mm -hmm. with spinal cord injuries, with amputations, with the neurological diseases. And we're creating a program, nine weeks that they can follow online at their home, at their own pace. Oh, I like that. And go through the program. Right. So there, there, there's a great option because we get a lot of people that say, hey, do you have this here? Do you have this here? We're like, no, we're, we don't. Mm. Now we're working on a solution. So for that person, mm. number one, find what you're weak at and start building it. Work on your core. Okay. This is the foundation. So work to build this, okay. work on your weaknesses and okay. surround yourself with the right type of enablers and start a meditation practice. Start a breath practice. You guys ready? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're almost getting ready to wrap up. But I want to know who makes up your support network? Mm -hmm. Who who makes up Mo's support network? Mm. Names and people? It, you know, if, if yeah. we can do it. I mean, yeah, I've got my, I mean, <laughs> my, my partner in crime, my, my, her, my beautiful girlfriend, Kirsten. Like she is the, she is the female version of me. She's my person. Um, so her, number Hi, one. Kirsten. <laughs> number two. Uh, David, DV, my, the founder of ATF. He's one of my best friends. Like I've never been more vulnerable and he with me Aww. with another human in my life. 
So I've got him. I've got my, my best friend, Freddie Vaca, oh. who's we've been together for, I mean, almost 12 years now. Oh, so wow. I've, got a, I've got a good group of people. You know, I've got a solid group of men that I surround myself with. They sound amazing. Yeah. They sound yeah. really amazing, absolutely. <laughs> wow. Um, so for people who want to get into the um, Paris, um, Paris sports, mm -hmm. what organization should they reach out to? So besides you guys, mm -hmm. Because you know you only can help yeah absolutely so many people and, mm -hmm. and i tell people that all the time i'm look i want everybody to go to adaptive training okay mm -hmm. everybody please go to adaptivetraining.comfoundation.com but you know you only have so much room for every right for, for everyone right so what other organizations would mm -hmm. you say hey go check them out they do just as great as we're doing as well yeah you know so specific to an injury if you're a spinal cord injury mm -hmm. um High Fives Foundation. They're one of our partners. They're located in Truckee in, in California. Okay. And uh, they do a lot of stuff with athletes that are in wheelchairs. Okay. So any type of sport from skiing to mountain biking, um, they, they work a lot with those individuals and they're just incredible human beings. Okay. So High Fives is a big one that I would go to. Um, you know, there is the, the National Ability Center in Park City, Utah okay. that works with athletes as well. Um, they don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure if they, they so much help them get into sport, mm -hmm. but they know the people that can. Okay. So what I would tell you to do is look, look for nonprofits and organizations in your area okay. that do that. If not, reach out to us. We can, we're happy to help you find a resource. Okay, yeah. I like that. That's what nonprofits do, we help each other. Exactly. <laughs> well, we are getting ready to end this um, podcast, but I wanna say thank you Thank you, thank you. We call that the TTT. <laughs> um, we're beyond grateful that you came by and shared your knowledge and shared what your organization does. And um, like I said before, I would love to volunteer mm -hmm. and um, help you guys out. Real quick before I um, leave and close out and give my gratitude. Mm -hmm. Are there a lot of women? Because it seems like there's more, more men. Yeah. And I didn't want to make this like a, a female or a male <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah. But I'm just really curious. Do you, is it like 50-50? What's the the ratio? Um, yeah, it, it depends on the class and depends on the applicants. And if okay. it, but we do have, we had I think we had uh, three ladies in our last class of ten. Okay. So in this upcoming class, I believe we have four to five. So yeah, it, it just it varies based on applications. But we do have a lot of ladies that come through our program as well. I think that's important because when, mm. especially, you know, men are not the only people that, that Oh, are, for sure. We don't want to say disabled. What we want to say, what's the word you told me to say? We don't want to say. <laughs> come on now, I'm yeah. trying to learn. Yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're, they're not disabled, they've just experienced an injury. Yes, those that experience mm -hmm. an injury. Um, they want to be able to come into a class and feel comfortable, not Absolutely. be in a room full of like, it's like 10 people and there's only one chick and she's yeah, like, yeah. hold on now, yeah. I, I want another female to talk to. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was very important. Yes. But um, I want to say thank you again mm -hmm. for interviewing for the show and I would love for you to come back next year. Absolutely. Um, we would love to have you as a guest. <laughs> so um, thank you again. And so our gratitude for this podcast, um, I want to give to acknowledgements to um, Auckland Research um, Associates, NJI Holding, Good Co-working, Gifted, um, Gifted Mind Foundation, Duke's Hair Studio. So I want to say thanks to all our partners, those that keep us up and going, um, and also thank our listening audience. 
And so, oh, also before I forget to tell everybody, next month is our break, so we don't do podcasts in August. Because I need a break, honey. <laughs> so there won't be a podcast, but there'll be plenty of reruns for people to look at. We have 105 episodes, so there's plenty, plenty to pick from. So thank you guys so much, and thanks for listening to The Help Show. <laughs> the Help Show wants to thank all of our partners Auckland Research Associates, NJI Holding, Good Co working, Gift in Mind Foundation. Duke's Hair Studios would like to take a moment and thank everyone in our listening audience for listening today. We'd also like to remind everyone that we are a nonprofit organization operating entirely off the generous support of our donors. If you'd like to give to our organization, we appreciate you. You can send your donation via Cash App, Money Sign, The Help Show, or on our website at www thehelpshow.org there's no donation too small every dollar given will strengthen our efforts if you'd like to donate $1,500 or more and become a VIP sponsor then we have some additional packages listed on our website and you can visit us at www.thehelpshow.org for more details